I'm Susan Grace, and this is Be the Evidence. We are at the uh, new moon in Capricorn. We're at the new moon in Capricorn and also a holiday weekend. It's um, I'm recording this on uh, Christmas Eve day. Hanukkah is still happening until the 26th, and we're still um, in the in the pocket of the solstice energy. Uh, <laughs> it's the second time that I um, that I have come on to do this podcast. And I, I started over because I wasn't sure that my voice came across uh, for most of the last uh, recording that I did. And right when I started talking, I'm like, God, my voice is still fucked. <laughs> I can't help it. I apologize. Um, my son brought home a bug, I don't know, a week and a half ago. Of course, he bounced back immediately from it. It's just been lingering with me. So we do the best we can. Okay. <laughs> uh, but. Anyway, uh, new moon was yesterday. We're still in the energy of it. Moon is still in Capricorn. It's about to cross over uh, Mercury and Pluto in in the third deacon of Capricorn. And I, I think that this, this new moon cycle is really interesting because if you look at 2023, at least in my opinion, I think of the, the, the setup of Capricorn right now is a foreshadow of the whole year. So the in the first deacon, New moon at one degree crap, cap, Capricorn. Capricorn is <laughs> squared Jupiter and Aries, um, and uh, I th- I think that that is really important to pay attention to because in the first part of the year, starting in January, Mars, the ruler of Aries, is going to go direct. Jupiter is already in Aries. Um, we're going to have what I think is going to be. Uh, a slow build at first it's going to feel like a slow build of Mars Aries energy. Jupiter's already in Aries. Mars will go direct and the nodes start going heading towards the first deacon of Scorpio and Taurus. Scorpio, the modern ruler um, of Scorpio is Pluto, but the traditional ruler is Mars. So it's more Mars energy. That energy builds just right out of the gate for 2023. Um, Heading into that right before, we're going into a Mercury retrograde in Capricorn on the 29th. Mercury goes direct on the 18th of January. And so we're gonna we're gonna be thinking about what we're talking about right now. Okay. The Capricorn energy squaring into Aries, Jupiter and Aries. Aries, Jupiter and Aries is wonderful for bravery and courage and getting excited and uh, having things pop off and start new and standing in the name of things that are important and getting like getting the fire going right but kind of you have to give Aries or Mars energy somewhere to go because if you don't it can be reactionary and kind of bounce off the walls it doesn't have it doesn't have like a destination and so the square to Capricorn what I've been talking with people about in one-on-one readings and also with our members at be the evidence live is it's really important right now before we even go into 2023 and the mercury retrograde cycle will reinforce it is to get disciplined with how you show up in your everyday life how you show up for circumstances and with people and in relationships and in projects and in the long view of where you see yourself going you can't possibly know everything about where you're going 
um, because that's the nature of going into the unknown, right? Um, but you can have a long view. You can play the long game of what does uh, what does your what general direction do you see yourself going in? What motivates you? What are you excited about? And I don't think that there's room to consider those things if your energetic field or your everyday life or your home or your relationships or your job or whatever is uh, is in a state of chaos or confusion or uh, doesn't have intent behind it, right? So it's it's learning in Capricorn how to develop not just routines and habits, but actual rituals. So I've been talking to people about the difference between routine and ritual. Routines is adding things to your to-do list to mark them off. And it's just, ugh, just get it done, right? Um, ritual means that you set aside time in a devoted kind of way. Um, and you you do it regularly, hopefully every day, but it depends on what kind of life that you have. Some people can carve out once a week or once every two weeks, whatever, whatever works for you, I would prefer once a day, but you know, everybody's different. Everybody has their own kind of circumstances that they're dealing with, right? But it's finding a way to, to develop ritual into your life to where you look forward to it. It stands the test of time. You do it over and over again. And through that devotion, you feel more connected to being an active participant in life itself. That means that your world has more order to it, that you have some sense of self-agency and control, that you have um, the ability to see options and to make decisions about whether or not those options match where you want to go in the long haul of your life. You have more self-agency in general about everything. Okay, so um, when I'm talking with people one-on-one about ritual, a lot of people are like, I don't. I don't, I don't know that I have that. And I think it's because people think that it has to be some, this big elaborate commitment and it has to be complicated and, um, and it, and it, you kind of have to put your world on pause in order to do it. And that's not what I mean at all. Um, start small. And event. what's been coming up a lot lately is people finally say, well, I do have coffee every morning. I'm like, oh, perfect. Let's start there. Ritual, the ritual of coffee. And mm, seven times out of 10, People talk about how every morning they make coffee, but then they put it in a thermos and they go to work. And I'm like, that's not ritual, that's routine. And so ritual is being devoted to taking time to yourself. If it's coffee, great, let it be coffee, but give yourself 20 minutes to be with your coffee, okay? If it's walk, if you're going for a walk, the weather is uh, not at all conducive for walks right now. (laughs) Most of the US has been hit by Um, an arctic front that is causing all kinds of problems for lots of people so side note i hope that you're safe and warm right now if you are if you can try and check on other people um my heart goes out to people who are trying to make it through right now the reason why this podcast was delayed is that we lost our internet Um, i'm in dallas that not all of dallas lost the internet i just happened to that's nothing compared to what other people are facing so um again just as a side note i'm i I hope that you're safe and warm right now as you listen to this kind of rundown of astrological energy in the year to come. I know a lot of this may not be applicable in the moment if you're just trying to figure out how to keep the lights on and stay and stay warm, but 
that you can come back to it later. And I hope in some way that knowing that you're not, that you're not alone and that other people are thinking of you is helpful in some way. So when circumstances allow to develop um, ritual for yourself will help you stay connected to the everydayness of life and to feel like you have self-agency. You're going to need that as we go forward. So that square into Jupiter and Aries is a foreshadow. The Mars and Aries energy is going to build in the first part of the year. It's going to build somewhat slowly, but then it's going to pick up speed until we get to um, the uh, first eclipse season of the year. The first eclipse of the year is a new moon solar eclipse at 29 degrees Aries. About in, in the month prior in March, the new moon is at zero degrees Aries. So it's <coughs> really, it's about um, in, in January, Mars is direct while Jupiter's in Aries. This, and then, and then once we move forward, it's getting more into the first deacon of South Northern Scorpio. That's more Mars energy. And then we get into the new moon at zero degrees Aries. And then we get into April, new moon solar eclipse in Aries. And then uh, Pluto goes into Pluto and Aquarius is squaring the nodes, which includes South Node and Scorpio. Um, and that's like Pluto doesn't negotiate. Pluto is going to be insistent that you clear out any shadow that's getting in the way. So it's just like a lot of really intense energy in that Mars area, Aries kind of um, masculine energy. And at the same time in March, uh, Saturn's going to change signs. Um, Jupiter will be conjunct Chiron and Aries. Um, Pluto changes signs, Mars changes signs. So a lot of going down to zero degrees energy. So in the first quarter, things will feel really intense, really imperson really personal. Um, it it probably will feel overwhelming. I think that you you probably will see people spinning out um and being reactionary. I don't hope that to be true. I just think that the energy points in that direction for people who don't have things in place to help you to feel present, to help you to feel like um, you have uh, choices, to help you feel like you are in the driver's seat of your own life. If you feel like you're at the at the mercy of chaotic energy and circumstances that you don't have any control over it in any way, shape, or form, then that's what makes people become reactionary and kind of bounce off the walls and uh, get kind of rogue, rogue energy flying around. And the, that brings me back to the Capricorn stellium we're in right now. Venus is in the second deacon. Venus in the second deacon in Capricorn is trining Uranus retrograde in Taurus. Uranus is uh surprising energy um it it pushes us outside of our comfort zone so the standards that you have for your everyday life the circumstances of your everyday life that haven't been good enough um the ways that we're pushing through to a, a new way of being takes the trine into venus and capricorn is you being devoted and intentional about what you want to receive in your life and following through in how you um engage in the world around you to reinforce what's important to you and what's not. Okay. So there's a lot of unknown energy, but it's unknown energy in a sign Taurus that is ruled by Venus. And so right now, although the new moon is square into Jupiter and Aries, that's Mars driven. Hear me when I say that starting May 16th, 
Venus starts to take over. Jupiter's going to go into Taurus. Venus herself is going to go into Leo. Jupiter and and uh, Venus are going to go through retrograde cycles. First, it's going to go Venus, and then the next day, Jupiter's going to go retrograde after Venus is direct. Um, while the first eclipses are between Aries and Scorpio, so Mars and Mars, because Mars is the traditional rule of Scorpio, the second eclipses, while Venus is in Leo and Jupiter is in Taurus, the second eclipses are between um, Libra and Taurus, that's Venus, Venus, okay, and so, and then at the beginning of the year, Pluto going into Capricorn squares into Scorpio and, and Taurus, uh, later in the year, in July, whenever the nodes go into uh, Aries and Libra, then Pluto retrograding back into Capricorn will square those nodes. And um, all of that is a lot of intensity, but the, but the first part is Mars-driven. It's like a slow build starting in January, going all the way up into February, March, and then April is it's a kind of a crescendo when we get into the second half of May, then Venus starts to take over and Venus takes over for the rest of the year. And so what I'm saying is that you need to invoke some way of feeling connected to the continuity of the long term in order to get through um, relatively steady in the pocket of that raw energy of zero degrees when planets change signs along with Mars and Aries energy and uh, South Node and Scorpio energy being really intense. That is a pocket, a pocket that, that we're going to go through. But I think for a lot of people, a lot of people might lose sight that it's relatively short lived. Okay. We, we don't, we're not, we don't even have to go all the way to the halfway mark in 2023 for Venus to start to take over. Now, Venus taking over still has the square of uh, Pluto to Aries and Libra. Pluto between Aquarius and Capricorn all year, okay? Pluto doesn't negotiate. In Aquarius, it's you have a problem, probably in the distance that we feel between each other, how far apart we are from each other probably in the naming naming of enemies, probably in how we have not uh, recognized that everyone deserves access to basic uh, basic resources and that everyone should have access to a higher quality of life, some sort of issue we're going to have to face about the collective. When Pluto is in Capricorn, it's going to say, now do something about it. Find yourself agency. That's a square to... Um, to Aries and Libra is things aren't fair. So stand in the name of things that are, come on, do something about it, Capricorn. And so that Pluto energy has a lot of, of point in a return. There is no more negotiation. Do something about it. You've got a problem. Okay. That's, that doesn't let up. It's all, that's, it's just, it's, it's there the whole time. But I think what's important is to recognize that it's Mars driven you know, first five months basically, but really concentrated. It's March to May, although it's building <laughs> sort of in the background, but you're going to feel it really intensely and really personally in January and February. Um, that's Mars driven, but it get, it breaks it breaks into Venus, and Venus is receiving, and it's about um, higher quality of life, and it's about beauty and harmony and flow. It will not come without work. 
we're going to have to evaluate. We're going to have to see how, where we've gone off the rails. We're going to have to face some things. But I think that Venus, I don't think, I know, Venus is going to come in and clean up the chaos mess. But it, again, we're going to have to do something about it. It's not going to happen passively. But when we're in that, when we're in that pocket of what in the fuck is happening, okay, it's going to, it's going to look, it's going to look, it's going to look hairy. It's going to look knotted up. It's going to look entangled. And I think that a, a lot of people who don't, who haven't been doing the work of maintaining your own energy at a higher frequency, who haven't been purging out old patterns and old shadows, who haven't been facing what needs to be faced, who haven't been letting go of what, what's already dead, gone and over, who haven't been like taking action to go forward in your life into the unknown and let go of the old story of what no longer holds anymore. People who haven't been doing all that stuff, the lessons that we've been learning since uh, January, uh, no, not January, December 21st of 2020, okay? First, uh, in 2021, it was the contemplation that we have to go to a different frequency. We can't keep staying in a low frequency energy and expect to solve problems there. We're going to have to go into a new frequency. And if you choose to do that, 2022 was the actual splitting into that going into a new frequency. It's taking responsibility for your own energy. It's allowing uh, Venus to lead in what you want to receive as an experience or an emotion. And then letting Mars take action to go after those specific goals that are in alignment with that intention. All that stuff has been really hardcore lessons that we've been walking through together. And the whole time you've heard me say, why is this happening? Why is it so emphatic that we have to learn how to do this? Why, why, why? And here we are, 2023. You're going to see why. It's because you're going to have to learn. Man, people are wilding out. People are letting that reactivity take over. And that's not the answer. It's not what we're supposed to be doing. We're supposed to be reaching for a higher way of being. We're supposed to do something about this, these low-frequency problems that can easily be solved if we get ourselves out of so much pattern unconsciousness. Right? So... The first deacon Capricorn is giving guardrails to where masculine is going to go. New moon in Capricorn, square Jupiter in, in Aries, but also allow Jupiter in Aries to be Jupiter in Aries. Like, be brave, be courageous, stand up, stand tall, stand the name of things that are important to you, absolutely, but be intentional. Venus to Uranus retrograde in Taurus, it reinforces that need to develop um, ritual and devotion and discipline into your life so that you feel connected to being here all the way so you can handle the unknown whenever it unfolds in ways that you didn't see coming when you can say yes to things that are that are being delivered to you because you have to raise your self-worth past what feels sane in order to match it which will be coming when venus goes into taurus you will have the new coming towards you very quickly requiring you to stay out of self-abandonment, self-sabotage, to stay out of self-doubt, to know that the greater force of life is at play and you're here receiving in this way on purpose because you've been walking towards it as much as it's been walking towards you. And that brings us to third deacon, Mercury, third deacon in Capricorn, Mercury and Pluto is sextiling Neptune in Pisces that the greater force of life is at play and it knows what it's doing just as much as you know what you're doing. And you know what you're doing more than you think. To let your old stories and old patterns and reactivity get in the way of you using your wisdom through your learned experience, through being um, brave in your self-discipline and making the decisions you need to make, to taking steps towards what will last and stand the test of time in the unfolding unknown, 
to answering the call of your name, to the purpose and meaning of why you're here in the first place, to honoring the, the awesomeness of being incarnated in this one precious life during a time when humanity is evolving and growing into a new era, a new age. It's amazing. It's amazing. And you are adaptable and teachable and wise more than you know. It's just you're letting noise get in the way. And it's not just you. Mars retrograde in Gemini has been pointing out all the ways that we've been making decisions for a long time based on the immediacy of survival. And we haven't been looking at the long term of our lives. And now that we know better, we do better. Okay, it's learning to decide differently and to allow new things to come in and to be in alignment with a higher way of being. All those things that we've been learning for um, the last couple of years are coming up to a challenging head in 2023. There will be more challenges ahead. I'm not trying to at all act like, you know, 2023, that's it. And then everything is fine from there. I mean, there's always something new, always. It's just the challenge of this coming year in particular is unique is we're trying to let go of repeating old shadowed patterns so that we can go into the unknown and reach for our higher way of being and to learn how to put guardrails around reactivity and the masculine just wilding out, going out, just running into walls all over the place. It's having intent and discipline and wisdom and focus about playing the long game and to be a really good receiver whenever all of your efforts pay off and add up to a point of you and life, the greater force of life, meeting each other halfway, that all of it ends up making sense and you end up being at the meeting place. Meet you at the meeting place. Right? Everything that's been trying to find you, you've been trying to find it. And we meet at the meeting place. We meet on the other side of lessons. We meet on the other side of patience and diligence we meet on the other side of you know fumbling falling down acting a fool okay sometimes doing it all wrong but then that informs doing it better learning how to live in a way that's in flow and that makes us feel better learning how to build webs and community learning how we find ourselves and find each other Learn to let go of rigid stories and an old way of being because it doesn't serve us anymore and it's hindering our evolution, right? We meet at the meeting place. Right now, we're at the meeting place in this pocket, in this time, and I thank you for being here. Thank you for being here um, so far in this work that I do. I've been doing it for 10 years now and I could be, I'm going to be doing it for many years to come. We just happen to all be here together during a wild-ass time. Oh, my God. 2019 forward. I mean, y'all are family now. <laughs> We're still going, kids. We're all right. We're all right. We build webs out here. We build them stronger. Dissemination of information. If you know something, tell us. If I know something, I'll tell you. Right? We support each other. We figure out a new way. We keep growing. We keep becoming. And I feel very thankful and honored to be here with you. Uh, we all happen to be in this little pocket together because we, in some ways, look at things similarly. And I'm just really grateful for you. 
hope that you're staying safe and warm. I hope that you're supporting uh, yourself and your well-being, as well as the same for people around you. I hope that you have really good boundaries to not let um, old patterns and old frequencies drag you out of uh, your trajectory of going uh, forward and up and into more calm and peace and ever more wisdom, right? Try to laugh. This time we're living in is fucking crazy. <laughs> try to have some levity along the way too, yeah? We should try to have some fun in 2023. And so since I said that, I think we're going to, I declare it, we're going to have some fun in 2023 too. In the middle of dealing with all of it, we're going to find each other and uh, have fun while we're doing it too. Happy New Year. Thank you for joining me this week. If you'd like ongoing support outside of these podcasts, you're invited to register as a member at BeTheEvidence.Live and receive your invitation to join all of our community in the new app, which we are very excited about. You can also schedule one-on-one time with me at SusanGrace.org. We'll talk again soon.